Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And I really nailed the intro this week. Yeah. One and done, as they say. Yeah, one and done. This was the first take, for sure. There was no weird, oh, yeah. there was no weird bit you were testing out. There wasn't an attempt at sort of a medieval character that I wanted to do <laughs> that sort of immediately crashed and burned. Yeah, no. Um, I'm glad I saw I did the the uh, Doctor Strange thing where I looked into all the possible realities. Yeah. Uh, what was going to happen? And that was uh, almost all of them was the terrible medieval accent. Um, but I avoided it because I, I he's Doctor I'm Strange. an Avenger. And I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, you said Doctor Strange and I thought Doctor Who for like a good minute there. And then I realized, oh, yeah, Doctor Strange. That's yeah, a different thing. <laughs> So many doctors running around. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all strange or time travelers or some shit. I yeah. Don't get it. Uh, this is great. This is like on your first stand-up bit. And you're like, what's with all these doctors <laughs> in media? You guys notice this? You ever notice how there's, there's a Doctor Strange and then there's also a Doctor Who? Like, who can keep up? Like, why would I want to go to these doctors? These are awful doctor names, you know? <laughs> I don't want to get my prostate checked by these guys, I'll tell you what. Yeah, anyway, we've just written an episode of Seinfeld. Yes, we have. I'm glad that we've sort of shaken off the bit that didn't happen to open this show so we can jump straight in yeah. uh to talking about movies and shows and whatever else that we've been doing over the last few weeks i, I watched um a video i edited myself it's like 26 minutes long so i guess that's kind of cool oh that's pretty cool and you edited it yeah. so really you've watched it for like yeah. tens or dozens of hours definitely over and over definitely again. at least two movies length um yeah. times i've watched that video so that's what i that's what i did the past like two weeks since we've been gone <laughs> do you think if you became because like if you're an editor on a feature film you probably have seen that movie more times than anyone on earth damn my letterbox oh i would log that shit on letterbox every time <laughs> every <laughs> single time the movie's not even out yet <laughs> i just keep logging it i'm like just rewatched yeah. it and you it know? <laughs> You give it like different ratings every time based on like which cut you watch. So it's <laughs> exactly. like it gets like a little bit better, and then like one maybe gets worse. And you're like, <laughs> like nah, fuck. it didn't do as good on this what, one. What did I do with this one? This one's awful. Yeah. It just like goes from like four stars to three stars. Be like director gave a bad note. It sucks now. <laughs> I love it. That's why. Yeah. That's why I need to start editing feature films, Marty. <laughs> so, I'll edit yeah, Marty, one. come on, Marty. Listen, James Gunn got you good today, Marty. It was. <laughs> It was real tough for you, I know, but Marty, we we won't say anything. We won't make fun of you at all. Yeah. We won't say that you're an attention whore like James Gunn did. <laughs> we, just let us make a movie with you, Marty. Please. That's all we're saying. Please, we're begging. We're on our knees. Uh, I guess I'll start off with the one movie that I watched. I can't even remember the motivation for this, and I don't remember. I think I watched it on Sunday. I'll tell you why I watched it on Sunday, because I had to work last Saturday, so I had a one-day weekend this weekend, and I was just, like, stressed, and I didn't feel like doing anything. Like, I, my brain wasn't active enough to watch play a video game or anything, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on a good, wholesome movie um, that'll definitely make me feel good inside and so i put on david fincher's zodiac um <laughs> which we've discussed is the best david fincher film no contest yep we both agree uh and that movie is amazing i've obviously seen it before 
Um, but watching it again sort of reinforces everything that's great about it. I did want to mention that Zodiac Killer, kind of bad at killing people. Yeah. This was my uh, this is my Letterbox review, but if you watch that movie, I think he does like four murders, like three or four murders, and two of them he goes after a couple, and the dude lives in both of them. He only succeeds in killing the women in those murders. He's better at puzzles, clearly. Yeah, he's better at making fun puzzles and letters, <laughs> like, and taking credit for other people's murders, which is like fucked up. Let let the other people have the credit for their murder. Damn. Um, Honestly, imagine this guy is like a game developer. He like wasted his talents on just like murdering people. If he made some like cool puzzles and like Zelda or some shit, that'd be yeah legendary. Yeah, I mean, it, at least for Jake Gyllenhaal, he got a pretty fun game out of it. <laughs> Very. He true. ruined his life a little bit, and <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Jr.'s life was ruined, and Mark Ruffalo's life was ruined by this Zodiac man. Yeah. But it was it was like a fun game yeah. for him. I mean, some games do ruin your life. You know, the the, the yeah. best games ruin your life. Let's be honest. Look at League of Legends. <laughs> the, the League of Legends, I would say, definitively is the Zodiac killer of video games. <laughs> I lost. All the people I love because of my League of Legends addiction, <laughs> and that's that, that's how, that's how you make a good game right there, you know. And you know what, League of Legends, not even that great at being a video game, just like Zodiac <laughs> Killer, not that great at being a serial killer. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that movie's five stars. It's like it's hard because all the really exciting stuff happens in like the first half, and then the second half is just Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> going at it. But if you love Jake Gyllenhaal like I do, then uh, there's that's not a problem. That all that elevates the movie. Yeah, no, that's that reminds me of the Green Knight almost. Like, it's Dev Patel. You know, he's he's also a great guy. He's no Jake Gyllenhaal, oh, yeah. but he's he's a nice guy to no. watch on screen. Uh, who among us could be a Jake Gyllenhaal? No one. No one. Absolutely no one. And that's why it, there's only one man for the job. For any job, he should act in every movie. Honestly, if we could get like there was that bit on Thirty Rock where they, like, artificially recreated Seinfeld and, like, just put him in random NBC TV shows. Uh, I feel like if they could do that for Jake Gyllenhaal in every movie, I'd be very happy. Oh, yeah, same. He should be in every movie. And he might as well just put put Maggie in there. Put a sister in there, too. Oh, Fuck yeah, him. Maggie Gyllenhaal. She hasn't been doing much since The Dark Knight. Yeah, no, just she deserves some, she deserves some movie roles, too. Just put her in there. Yeah. Where the fuck's she been? Does he have children? Does he have a wife? I don't even know this man's personal life. Does anyone know his personal I life? Would be, I would be heartbroken if I found out he had a wife, because that means he's off the market. No, I, 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 I think that'd be hard for a lot of us. I think he hides it. That, this man is perfect. No one knows his personal life at all. That's true. Yeah, he is an enigma. He actually, any people have only seen him on movie sets. No one's actually ever seen him outside of a movie set. Yeah, no. I think he might be a robot created to just fucking do yeah. movies or whatever or a ghost and like when you become a good enough director you you like make the summoning circle and you can oh. summon the spirit of jake gyllenhaal to be in your movie i like it yeah i like ang it. lee had to do that for a Brokeback mountain Ooh, i like it all these people donnie darko honestly that seems like they just filmed that that idea seems like a Donnie Darko idea right there too. Well, in Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal was actually still alive, but he died 
during the film the scene where like a plane or whatever lands on him that was real oh, shit yeah and so from then on out they had to use the summoning circle to get jake gyllenhaal in movies oh my god this is nuts I love it. Yeah. All right. I'm on his personal life section on Wikipedia. It's pretty empty. I got to be honest. I don't, I, I don't see anything. He dated Taylor Swift. Didn't even know this. What? No, he didn't. He did. What the it fuck? Says he dated Taylor Swift from October 2010 to March 2011. I like how they have the exact dates here. Wow. Wait, but then he's got to be older than her, though. Definitely. How much older is he's he than He's 40 her? right now. How old is Taylor Swift? He's 40 right now. Taylor Swift... Is she like 30 something? She's 31, so nine year difference. Okay, that's not like the worst. Yeah. But. Well, in 2010, she was 21 and he was 30. So maybe. A little, oh. Maybe a little no, bit No, that's weird. no good, Jake. Yeah, a little bit weird. Jake, what then. the fuck? <laughs> it is weird. 40, 31, that seems a little more normal, but 30, 21, that's crazy. It's like a, th- yeah. a 30 year old going to like a college campus and picking up a 21 year old. Uh, Renegade Mac says Jake John Hall and Nightcrawler was great. And you are correct. It is still weird that he dated Taylor Swift when she was 21. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, he's <laughs> he was great in Nightcrawler, dude. It's fine. He was so good. In, he was great in Nocturnal Animals, too. Yeah, true. He deserves he deserves the Swift at any age, right? Oh, God, I don't want to be on record saying that. You can quote John on that one. God damn it, they're going to clip it. (laughs) It's going to be clipped. John George canceled again. (laughs) Fuck, I've been canceled so many times already. Um, He also dated Dunst, Kirsten. Um, Oh, well, that seems more appropriate for him. In 2002. So they're the same. Oh, wow, like like Spider-Man time. Yeah, they're like the same age, basically. So that one's fine, everyone. Jake Gyllenhaal should have been Spider-Man instead of Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that would have been great. But I guess maybe since they were dating, they were like, ew, this... Yeah. Well, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone dated when they were making Spider-Man. This is the Jake Gyllenhaal podcast. Um, We've we've switched now. We just switched to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And we go through through every movie and talk about how much better it would be if Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. And we'll also, like, figure out who he was dating at the time (laughs) to sort of get a sense of his headspace. (laughs) Yeah, I just really want to know where he was when this So, uh, in Nightcrawler, this was the Taylor Swift era. You can sort of see... (laughs) You can see... A more reserved Jake here. Yeah, you can kind of see he's a little bit... Being a little pervy in the movie and, you know, maybe in real life, you know, a little bit of an age difference. So, yeah, I, I could totally see it. But, yeah, I as much as I would like to talk about the life and times of Jake Gyllenhaal uh, from here uh, until the end of time, we should probably talk about the other thing that we've been watching, which is a TV show. Yes. Uh, we're both caught up on Ted Lasso now. Ted, 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 Ted. Uh, he's the man. <laughs> he is the man. Yeah. Hard care. That's, that's actually a direct quote from the show. <laughs> Ted, 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 Ted. He's the man. Yeah. I, I was just quoting the show because I love it. It's amazing. Well, I saw, so I've seen this. I think I've talked about it on the show before and BB made a joke about me watching Ted. <laughs> yeah, the, this is the, the Seth MacFarlane movie. The best tweet I ever made for this podcast <laughs> is John sent me a message on Discord that said, uh, like, oh, I asked him if he wanted to like play a game and he was like, can't tonight. My mom wants to watch Ted Lasso with me. <laughs> And just a little crop. You just got to crop that a little bit. And the text becomes, I can't tonight. My mom wants to watch Ted with me. And I was like, damn, dude, your mom's got a great sense of humor. The greatest movie ever. Or just Ted. 
Just Ted. Yeah, I mean, I, what can I say? I'm a huge fan. Huge, huge Family Guy fan as well. Yeah. Do, we'll not watch Ted 2, though. That's important to note. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Ted Lasso. BB, BB has just seen it. He's had a Ted Lasso of a week. He binged the whole first season, and now the second season's coming out week by week. I've been watching it. BB's watched it. Man. Yeah. Show's great. It's so good. I literally, like, watched the first two episodes, um, I think, like, two weeks ago. Um, with my girlfriend, I was like, oh, I think we're just going to watch this whole series today. And sure enough, we watched all 10 episodes of season one all in that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like couldn't believe how good it is. It's amazing how that show avoids all the normal pitfalls of uh, of like regular sitcoms. But because every problem is solved by people just being nice to each other. Yeah. It, it, like, shouldn't work. Like, TV is built on, like, conflicts that they drag out, usually, yeah. a- across, like, arcs. This show is just like, uh-oh, the the thing's gonna happen, Ted Lasso's in trouble, and then Ted, like, goes to someone, he's just nice to them, and, oh, no, now the problem's solved, because everyone just acts like adults, yeah. too. Even when, like, things aren't so clean-cut, uh, it's literally everyone's just like, oh, no, I, I realize I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll move on from this. Yeah. And like that shouldn't work on a tv show but it's so refreshing it's just so nice yeah it's like it reminds me of like paddington almost like it's just so like it's so nice you can't like hate it like some things are like positive and you're just like kind of grossed out but this is like very positive but you just like can't fucking hate this for being positive at all it's so amazing yeah it's therapeutic yeah anyone who would be cynical about this show like i just can't imagine it because it, Ted Lasso is so charming. Yeah. You just can't like that guy. And the whole show's about how like everyone hates him because he's completely unqualified for the job he's doing and he's like supposed to ruin this thing that everyone loves, but then like everyone just gets to know Ted Lasso and they're like, "Oh, this dude fucking rules." Yeah. It, God, it's so good. And the context that the, that it's made in of uh Jason Sudeikis actually like going through a divorce while he was making this like oh. makes it even better to me like it feels like it was therapy to him to make this yeah i actually didn't know that that was the one like episode where you don't feel good yeah. is the one where they deal with the divorce stuff yeah. so the show's just like bb said it's like the opposite of reality tv i say that because Miriam is constantly watching reality tv <laughs> um and everything is a fight in reality tv like everything's like the opposite here it's all just people just trying to be as nice as they can to each other basically <laughs> it's amazing and Danny Rojas, yeah. as Sean, Niz- Sean Nizzle is saying in the comments, Danny Rojas, football is life. Danny Rojas, football is life. And I like the football is death. <laughs> the, oh, the, yeah. The season two opener, football is death. <laughs> yeah, the, the season two is off to a good start. I will say it doesn't hit quite the same when you're not watching the whole season in one day. But uh, it's, still, it's still keeping things up. And, like, even in this season... I'm still, like, so used to TV because, like, I see these conflicts coming and they still don't do the obvious TV thing with it. So yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. And in the latest episode, there's a lot of bad dad action. That's true, yeah. Ted literally chooses one player over the other because he has a bad dad and the other one has a yeah. good dad. <laughs> and he wants a player that has gone through more turmoil, I guess. I mean, that's not exactly... We won't spoil it, but yeah, he's he's like, I need to be this man's dad. Everyone needs Ted Lasso to be their dad. Please. So, I'll ask you this, John George. 
uh, you're you're dangling on the edge of a cliff. You got your dad in one hand. You got Ted Lasso in the other. You can only pull one up. Fuck. Oh god. Uh, you either get John George the third or Ted Lasso. Oh, I assume the first. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can't answer this. On, on, I don't want to get canceled again by my dad this time. <laughs> your dad's going to cancel you. <laughs> See, maybe your dad would be like, no, save Ted Lasso. Yeah, true. He also likes Ted Lasso. I watch it with my family. So. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, anything else to talk about? Or shall we get into the title movie? I've been playing The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Oh. And that's all I'm going to say. No, no comment on it. Awesome. <laughs> no com- I've just, I want everyone to know I've been playing the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we're gonna have to talk about the Green Knight. Yes. And, um, sort of all the, the trials and tribulations that we had to go through. <laughs> should we talk about our theater, theater experience first or should we just, yeah, yeah. uh, like do our recommendation? Yeah. I want to do theater experience first. Okay. Sure. I felt like I, yeah, now I'm thinking I lived through the green night myself in this theater experience. I had to go through a lot of personal struggles. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> during while I was sitting in this theater, let's be honest. So like going into the movie, I know like for a fact, this is like a critics movie. Critics like this movie audience and what critics have said are is that audiences probably won't like this as much um yeah so i go into this movie i know like okay this isn't like a fan favorite i have like uh, you know i don't know how the full the theater is i have a little bit of hope based off my pig experience because it's the same movie theater and i was like okay the you know the people in pig were great um that's Mm -hmm. what i'm thinking to myself as i walk into like an absolutely full theater like super packed to the brim I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe this will be a good experience. You know, Pig was great. Awful. Everyone in this movie theater was clearly just so bored out of their minds, BB. Oh, no. Because, you know, at some point I hear someone snoring. And at another point, the guy next to me is just on his phone, like brightness up way too oh, much. Oh, no. I turn, like, he sees me, though. I turn to him and look at him. He sees me look at him and he puts his phone away. So I didn't have to say anything. Just, just give him a look. And I'm like, please don't do this. And then yeah. you have the you have the person behind me who the whole time, you know, I can feel him like kind of kicking at my seat. I'm like, what is he doing? What is this person behind me doing? Miriam's Mar- next to me. She's getting her seat kicked as well. She like looks to me. She's like, like, why is he kicking our seat? Like, what's going on? And then at some point, I feel his foot on top of my like on the back of my head. He, like, legit, so apparently, he not only was kicking my seat, he was, like, pressing his feet on the seat. You know how you, like, if there's, like, an empty yeah. theater seat in front of you, sometimes you put your feet up. He, he's, like, putting his feet up on the seat, and then eventually his shoe is touching my my head. And then I just, like, kind of, like, swatted away. And I just, I'm so upset at this point. Like, everyone in this theater is, like, being awful. I hate it so much. I just want to enjoy the movie. Um, and at the ending, ever I won't spoil the ending right now. Obviously, we gotta get to spoil spoiler time. But at the ending, people were like pissed, <laughs> like <laughs> like loudly pissed. <laughs> so oh man. So I just I I, I really want to see this movie again. Like I told Miriam immediately after, I want to see this. I want to see this again. Like at noon on a Tuesday or some shit when no one's gonna be there. Oh yeah. Like I just can't. That, that was just terrible. All right, baby, what do you got? 
Yeah, well, speaking of bad audience, there's like a leaf blower outside what? my house. It's 6.30 in the evening. I, who does leaf blower at 6.30 in the evening? That's such a bad time to do leaf blower. Such yeah, a bad time. I hope this doesn't pick up on my audio. I, I don't, don't think it, it should. I don't hear it. But yeah, I just want to note that because it sounds like they're getting closer, which is also concerning. But anyway, my theater experience probably wasn't as negative, although it was a little, uh, a little stressful. Uh, but it was only stressful of my own creation. So whenever I go to mo see movies on my own, I usually just pick a seat like all the way on the end of a row just because it's easy to like get in and out. And like I'm not sitting with anyone. So just be on the very end. Uh, and uh, I got in and there was like no one in the theater. There were probably like five people in the theater. And I was like, oh, man, there's like no one here in the whole row. I was in the front row, whole front row, like completely empty. And it was the good front row where like they have the little gate you can put your feet up mm. on if you want. Um, and the the lights start to go down and the trailers start playing. And I was like, OK, well, the trailers are playing like it's probably safe. So I got up and I snuck over to like a middle seat because I was like, fuck it. You know, there's no one here. I want like a perfect seat for this movie. Yeah. Um, and I forgot I don't know if this is just an L.A. thing because I've been in L.A. so long, but I feel like it is kind of an L.A. thing. People just show up like super late, like well after the movie showing time, because I guess to be fair, there's like 15, 20 minutes of trailers before every movie now. Yeah. But all these people start filing in and I'm sitting in this seat <laughs> that's not mine being like, oh, shit, please don't come in. Oh, God. Oh, I no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was stressing out about it. And part of me was like, maybe I should just get up and get back to my other seat. But like kind of like a miracle, everyone that comes in is not getting in my row. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I was like, why wouldn't these people take the front row seats? Like, this is really weird, but whatever. Um, and like the trailers keep going. And I'm not kidding when I say I was sitting somehow in the only seat in the front row that wasn't <laughs> taken. <laughs> like a couple got in right next to me, like a whole party of people came in and it stopped like exactly at what where I was fuck? sitting. <laughs> I was like, Oh my, no one asked me to move. Literally no one asked me to move. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> the heist of the century. Wow. What a stolen seat, BB. That's amazing. But, oh, all through the trailers, I was so fucking stressed <laughs> out. Because, like, of who I, as who I am as a person, is just, like, I know, like, if someone came up to me and was like, oh, I think that's my seat, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I'd just get up and yeah. go back to mine. But uh, I couldn't believe it. I, I got, like, the best seat in the house <laughs> that like, no one took, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like, Miriam wanted me to move, like, one seat over at the beginning of the movie for mm -hmm. some reason. And I, like, just, I was like, nah, let's just stay here. Because I didn't want to, like, deal with someone came and was like, that's my seat. Even though it's no big deal. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to deal It's with literally that. the easiest thing. But, yeah, no, you just don't want that conflict. <laughs> yeah, I don't want any confrontation right now, please. I will say the only other thing about my theater experience is there were, like, some two older ladies who were sitting behind my original seat. And uh, one of their phones went off during the movie. And I was like, it is the year of our Lord, 2021 who has their phone ringer on yeah come on. phone ringers phones shouldn't come with ringers anymore yeah. if we're being real no. they should just vibrate vibrates fine you know um, vibrates fine 
It, we don't need ringers. It came during a really quiet point into the movie to the point where I almost start, thought it was part of the score because <laughs> it was like kind of a little musical tune. And I was like, this is a weird musical sting. Weird choice. But yeah, I guess the, I yeah. guess the movie's kind of weird no. too. So <laughs> It was just an old lady who didn't silence her cell phone going to the movie theater. Classic. The one thing that you're supposed to do. Classic. That was my general theater. Like once the movie started, other than that, it was totally fine. Um, you know, I guess... Uh, everyone in Boston gets uh, angry about art movies, but it's L.A., so everyone's here for it. Yeah, I know. I do miss... God, I have some... Like, watching The Farewell in theaters in L.A., entire theater crying after, watching Portrait mm. of a Lady on Fire, like, the lady behind me just, like, sobbing her eyes out. Like, I just miss those theater experiences <laughs> so much. Those those yeah, are my well, Marvel movie moments. Is, right. is middle aged women crying at Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> those are your people, John. Yeah. <laughs> like all the everyone else is like in the theater with like teens and twenty somethings, like getting super hype about Marvel. And John's in there with like a hundred forty year old women like sobbing over the farewell. Oh my god, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's so so great. <laughs> Gonna mention my parasite experience, which I talked about. Oh yeah before but that i saw that in la in the arc light hollywood rest in peace mm. uh and the man behind me laughed like the joker the whole time <laughs> <laughs> so that's also a thing that happens in la uh, parasite just like the joker you know just like joker yeah we should talk about the green knight oh, it's been really? like over a half hour we haven't talked about the no green way. knight <laughs> okay yeah let's do it general impression what did you think i loved it and i love it even more every day i think about it to be honest um, it's definitely, you know, as I've said before, right, talking about my theater experience, it's like a slower one. Don't expect this to be like some Game of Thrones medieval shit or anything like that. It's not like super, it's not Lord of the Rings at all. It's like a journey and it's not a bunch of people on a journey like Lord of the Rings. It's one dude that's like super introspective. Um, and that's what I love about it. I, you know, I'd like those types of movies and, um, mm. I think it, it does a, a really good job of it. There's a bunch of really unique, weird. I, I saw a comparison to Blade Runner. I think that's pretty. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, I think I yeah. think that is a like spot on. It's like a medieval Blade Runner type thing. It's very slow. <laughs> it's not not too many, not too much talking or anything like that. But it's still got like super yeah. entertaining and interesting moments as well. Just overall fun. I like David Lowry is he's slowly becoming one of my favorite directors. Um, this yeah. one is like cementing him as one of my favorites. I, he, it's just great and well, super well performed. Deb Patel's great in it. Alicia Vikander also great in it. Mm. Um, yeah. And the Green oh the Green Knight. There's so many like just cool designs in this movie, and I think the Green Knight is so well designed, such well designed visual visually as a character. He looks so cool, um, mm. and it makes me just like want to be the Green Knight, please. <laughs> I don't think you should want to be the Green Knight. He's sort of the one character it's who I'm badass. like, I'm good. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, I, I have a few things I want to say. Uh, I mean, I really like the movie. Uh, I don't know if I could necessarily recommend it to everyone. Like I said before, like if you're not into slow movies or like really artsy movies, like I probably wouldn't touch this one. It's uh, It's a trip, and I really liked it, but it's... It's tough. I, I would often say that like Blade Runner, the original, is probably the best boring movie you can watch. Um, 
because it's so slow paced and like everyone everyone's performances are really understated um and it was just a lot of talking or or even just scenes of silence mm -hmm. i would say green knight might now hold that title of the best <laughs> boring movie that you can watch yeah. and i would say and i'm definitely going to get some flack from at least one member of our audience on this uh, I would compare it kind of to Death Stranding oh. in a way. <laughs> I was watching this movie and there was a few scenes where it's just, he's just walking. He's just walking through the hills <laughs> and there's weird shit happening around him. And I'm like, this is like this is like when I played Death Stranding. <laughs> and so, so, you know, that's points for me, but probably negative points for a lot of other people. <laughs> that's why everyone doesn't like it, Phoebe. They're like, this is just like yeah, Death like Stranding. This walking simulator movie. I can't believe it. There's nothing to Donkey's it. Donkey's gonna come out with a video and be like, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Donkey would put out a video about this movie being like, this is the perfect, oh, yeah. most no, beautifully no. crafted movie that it hits you in all the right ways. And then like Death Stranding's like, fuck this, I can't ride a motorcycle up a 90 degree plane. Yeah, his, his opinion on games and movies is a little different though, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I I like The Green Knight and uh, I think you should see it if you're up for a just like a trippy weird thing. And now we're gonna go to Spoiler Town because I can't hold it in anymore. Much like Dave Patel couldn't hold it in anymore. And if you don't get that one, Go see oh, the movie. <laughs> spoiler town. Yeah, there's so many good spoilers to talk about. Hey, ladies, the belt stays on during <laughs> sex. I'll take whatever else off. The belt stays on belt's... during sex. The belt stays fucking on, dude. He loves the belt. That dude loves the belt. This is uh, like, I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey, from, but from what I understand... Um, the the man, the sex man in that movie has a specific pair of jeans that he wears for when he does his sexual yeah. things. Um, so I'm glad to see that tradition sort of carried on to Deb Patel, yeah. um, keeping the belt on when he fucks. Yeah, I know it was. I know the end is not like real. It was like kind of a imagination type thing. But I like to imagine that th there were many times he had sex. And the belt was on every time. <laughs> on his journey, he just didn't show us that part. Yeah, he just didn't imagine that part, but like he always had that belt on, no doubt. Um, I want to say this like opening shot, like the opening sequence, before they even like get to the really the story, just I'm the one fire. where he's sitting in the chair and his head lights on fire is like probably one of my favorite oh, shots yeah. in any movie. And like the opening monologue is just so, like immediately yeah. hits you of like, oh my god, like this man. This man knows how to shoot some cinema. Yeah, I know. God, it did like give me such in the mood. Like I was just so in the mood at that point. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, I mean, Marty Scorsese. He was sitting right next to me. <laughs> Actually, he was sitting on my lap because I only had the yeah, one yeah, seat. Yeah. And he was like, "Fuck yeah, um, that's cinema." Yeah, I I cannot remember the opening monologue, but it was very good, and I was immediately like super hyped. Um, and also kind of surprised by how, like, the movie's got, like, energy to it, which I didn't expect. Like, the opening sequence when he wakes up and he's running around the brothel and, like, getting ready for the Christmas party at the round table, I was like, oh, I was kind of expecting this whole movie to just be Deb Patel, like, sort of glaring into the camera and frowning, <laughs> like, uh, doing a, a, a midsummer yeah. face into the camera the whole time. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, like... It has character and it has energy, which I think brought me in initially. I was like, oh, okay. So this is like 
a movie. It's not going to be an action movie, but like there's something to grab stuff onto. Stuff definitely here. happens. I think it happens at like a slower pace than most people are used to, or the stuff that happens isn't action, which is what people are used to in like a movie like this or like any most movies now. I agree with you, especially watching. I think this movie is very definitely has a different energy than his other movies. A ghost story is completely void of anything. Um, so yeah. it's literally <laughs> if you thought this movie was slow, that is the slowest movie of all time, basically. Okay. I was going to say, I wanted to mention before we went to Spiral Town, but I forgot. I want to say that, like, everyone says a ghost story is super great. And everyone I've talked to about seeing the Green Knight is like, oh, a ghost story. Um, I will never watch a ghost story. Uh, and the reason is, is because whenever you bring up a ghost story, someone inevitably has to say, well, there's a scene where a lady eats a pie for seven minutes straight. There's a pie eating scene where she it does up. it for seven minutes. I wasn't going to bring it up. Um, Don't worry. I know, but you have before, I have, John. I wasn't going we, to. we definitely have it on tape. <laughs> I definitely do. Every um, time. I'm sure it's good. If I watch that movie, then I will have to be that guy, and I never want to yeah, be that no. guy. So if I never watch it, I never have to be the, did you know about the seven-minute yeah, pie eating scene guy. person? Just let me be that guy. Let me be that. Let me yeah. be that. You dude. can be that guy, John. <laughs> I don't want to burden myself with that shit. Anyways, ghost story. It's so slow. There's a there's a scene where the she eats a pie <laughs> for seven freaking minutes straight. No cuts. Oh my god. Can you believe it? Movies, am I right? I don't watch those fucking Marvel movies. They're for babies. I watched the movie where they eat a pie for seven minutes. It's way better than any fucking stupid shit I've seen Iron Man do, all right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, ghost story slow. The old man and the gun. Very underrated movie. People should see it mm-hmm. because I mean it's not underrated. When people see it, they like it. It's just not talked about because it kind of yeah. just flew under the radar. Even for me, I saw it like a year after it came out. Man, is that that movie's just so chill? It's like the it's a my review of it <laughs> on Letterbox is like finally a bank robbery movie I can chill to. Because it's a bank robbery movie. It's, it's like first cat. It's like the chillest bank robbery movie of all time. It's super nice. And it's like a love story at the same time. Yeah. First Cow isn't a bank robbery movie, but it is a robbery yeah, movie. True. Would you consider that to be chiller than Old Man and the Gun? Ooh, so if I'm comparing just robbery movies? Yes, chill robbery movies. Which one is chiller? Probably First Cow. First Cow's very chill. Okay, yeah. Old Man yeah, and the Gun. I was going to say, it would be hard to top Old that. Man and the Gun has at least some like very interesting dialogue and conversation in there. First cow is like kind of just like super chill, mm-hmm. super, super, super chill. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, the green Knight definitely has like <laughs> such a different energy than those two movies. And I haven't seen Pete's yeah. dragon. Maybe it has a very similar energy to Pete's dragon. Oh, I forgot he did <laughs> Pete's dragon. Oops. Yeah. And he's <laughs> David Lowry did an oopsie in there. <laughs> and, um, he, he's scheduled to do another, his, his next movie is Peter Pan and Wendy. So, okay. Uh, Disney likes this man, apparently. Yeah, I really like sort of the the character building. Um, King Arthur is like, "Tell me a story about yourself." And he's like, "I don't, I don't have any stories about myself." <laughs> um, it's just like a really nice way to like slowly kind of get us an idea of who Dev Patel is or, or Gowan is, and um, why he uh, like ultimately does what he does, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. Very, very stupid. I mean, this man's, but I, God, the whole, once the green knight thing comes into play and he, he's first introduced, man, I'm on the edge of my seat. 
And I thought, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I didn't, you know me, I don't watch trailers. I didn't know what was going to happen at all going into this movie. So I don't know if it was spoiled mm-hmm. on the trailer, but the game, the Green Knight plays, is fantastic. Um, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a shitty it game. It is a shitty game that's it's... like, but it's like obvious what you're supposed to do, but Dev Patel's like so fucking full of like, I, I want to be a man. I want to prove myself. <laughs> He's just, he yeah. fails the game so hard. <laughs> I will say, I think the one thing i might give dev patel is like in my mind i'm like okay i whatever blow i do to him he does to me in a year and i get his axe right now if i do it if i just cut his head off like true most people they don't get back up then i just sort of don't even have to do the other half of the game. yeah but then what are you thinking when he just like when the green knight just kind of just sits there he's like go ahead he's not even gonna fight you like dev patel thinks there's gonna be a fight and then all of a sudden it's like no there is no fight like, just fucking do it. Do whatever you want to me. Yeah. I think it was that combined with the fact that he just really wanted to prove himself is ultimately why he yeah. did it. So I can understand yeah. it. But at the end of the day, if that were me, <laughs> you know, I'm, I might not even cut him. I might just give him a punch on the arm and be like, all right, out of here. here. Give me that axe. I'll see you in a year. <laughs> I, want, I want this axe. Good to see you, pal. Give me this axe for a year. This is going to be badass. I'm going to pick up some ladies. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> There's an alternate version of this movie where that happens, and then the next scene is him doing like, like ridiculous like Star Wars choreography with the axe like by himself, just cutting down, just making like whooshing sounds with his mouth, like, like, oh hey, what's, what's up? Yeah, I got this axe. I beat the Green Knight. I got, I got his, his axe. axe. Yeah, ladies, you know where I live. <laughs> so just becomes a lumberjack, cuts down so many trees, makes a bank. You know, I think oh, th- yeah. this is some great, great shit that could have happened in this movie that didn't. That's what everyone was complaining uh, about in the audience. They were like, where's the where's the yeah. scene where he takes the advantage of this badass axe that he has now? No, he just leaves it in a box for a year. He, he's more <laughs> of a collector, you yeah, know? I guess so. He doesn't play with his action I mean, figures. He keeps them in the I box. I mean, if I did, if, if I did, if the axe was related to me dying in like an exactly a year, I probably would put it away and just try to ignore it, maybe. Yeah, I probably <laughs> wouldn't want to remind yourself too much about that. Yeah, but that moment was so, um, God, that moment where he, the Green Knight, um, gets beheaded and then like just gets back up. Yeah, just so, so amazing. And Death Patel's it's, like, fuck. That whole scene might be like, the best directed scene in the movie. Um, I love, like like you were saying, the design of the Green Knight is really cool, but I love the sound oh, design yeah. of him because every move he makes, it's like the sound of a tree falling over. It's just like mm-hmm. so perfectly unsettling, right? Because you associate that sound with like something's going to fall on you. Um, but he just keeps making those movements. Um, so everything about the Green Knight is immediately intimidating. He's got the face and voice of the father from the witch. Um, as <laughs> same with uh, the queen has the face and voice from the mother yeah. from the witch. So big witch reunion here. <laughs> Huge witch, witch reunion. I got you love to see it. Yeah. Or just like when he comes open and she like reads the letter and it's like her voice oh, and his voice. So good. So good there too. It's just so like it's so stylistic it's so well directed and like the sound is so perfect um yeah that whole scene just really really gets you in i'm still confused as to what his mom was doing the whole time because it kind of feels like she had something to do with it so i think she she's like a 
some sort of sorceress or witch or something like that and she she yeah. summoned the green knight i don't think it's like this is just based off like comments i read online but people are like assuming that she created the green knight to kind of um kind of give her like egg her son on a bit to be more brave and become a knight and i become, see and you know take his rightful heir yeah. of the throne and stuff that makes sense so he wasn't just banging hookers yeah, all day exactly <laughs> yeah you know when my kid when my son is playing too many video games in his room i think maybe i'll summon like a demon knight to sort of challenge him to a game yeah. so he can have a big adventure yeah that's that's definitely what i'll do when i'm a dad and that's a good yeah. dad right there uh, yeah that's good <laughs> that's parenting good. we couldn't fault this mom <laughs> yeah. for what she did she did a good she job did a great job i mean if i found out the hooker was um the robot from Ex Machina, I'd be like, okay, like that's actually pretty fine. I, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we got his whole adventure and I don't like, it, it's like so hard to break down these scenes because they're all really great in their own way. It's, it's like its own anthology. It's funny because there's not a single sword fight in the whole movie, which I think is probably what, what audiences down the most. Yeah, probably. Um, I really love the sequence with the the girl who lost her head. Oh yeah, I love that sequence um, too. That was that was one where my audience actually got into it because it was yeah, funny it was. too. Like a lot of her reactions. Um, but oh man, when, when he's swimming through the the pond, it's just so like the shots. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I can't believe it. God, I mean, um, ugh, it's. Yeah, it's so good. I like God. His his whole adventure just has so many interesting stops. Hmm. Yeah. No. I just like when he's swimming through that pond and everything turns red and it's just like his tiny little silhouette, uh, like swimming down and down in the pond and picking up the skull. Uh. Yeah. And it's that kind of stuff that I felt like carried me through the movie. Because I'll be real, I felt kind of stupid <laughs> when this one was over. I was like, I don't think I got it, and. I did do a little research online and then I more understood like the story and everything. I, I was on my way there out of the theater cause I was really thinking about it a yeah. lot. But, um, even, even when I didn't fully understand, like the visuals were good enough and the acting was good enough. And it, it was just like one of those movies that's, that's just vibes. It was like, uh, that small axe one, the one at the party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovers <laughs> rock. rock. It was like a more trippy Lover's Rock where you're like, I'm just here for the vibe. This is like a mood piece. This is Dave Patel made a mood board and then made it into a movie. You know, BB, you you should really see Lover's Rock, BB. It's like this, it's a really good movie where there's like a 10 minute straight scene of them just dancing to one song. Like, no, where they all sing one song and then the DJ turns the song off and they keep singing the song. It never ends. It just keeps That's going. my Marvel, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I don't even... Can you, can you do that with this movie? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, obnoxious film kid movie no. moment. Well, I would say this overall is kind of an obnoxious <laughs> film kid movie. There's no moment. Even though it is a there's good no movie. There's no, like, one moment where you're like, they, they do this thing for a really long time, and you just have to sit there. <laughs> I will say probably the, I mean, there are a lot of moments that my theater was weirded out by or was like, what the, f- what, what the fuck? Yeah. And one of them was when, <laughs> one of them was when the, uh, 
the dude kisses him. Everyone was like, everyone was oh, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then uh, the other one is just like exactly at the end when it cuts to the title. They're like, like someone was legitimately pissed. <laughs> like, like oh, no, yeah. I can what? imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that kiss. Uh, I, I had seen a TikTok earlier that day and someone was like, people were getting mad about the Green Knight because of SJWs. And I scrolled away because <laughs> um, I didn't want a spoiler. But, you know, I went in and I was like, I wonder what it is. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Gowan is a bisexual icon. Is <laughs> what it what is. it is. Bisexual for um, life. Yeah, I, it was, that was an interesting moment. I was kind of trying to piece that together because there's another ridiculous game in this movie where he's like, I'll give you the best of whatever I hunt, and you just have to give me anything you receive in my house. And he's like, yeah, but you own everything in your house. <laughs> and I guess the answer to that riddle, other than the belt, was um, those sweet Dave Patel smooches. <laughs> the sweet um, lips. That, yeah, I was kind of interpreting that as like, because he got with the dude's wife, like he had to give it back. It's, yeah. I don't know if that's like a perfect comparison. That's also but... what I was thinking. <laughs> was 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 that basically? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, good for that dude. He lives in that house with a weird blind old lady and Alicia Vikander. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's he... that's a sick household. I would be. I would live there. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if Dev Patel showed up at my house in the middle of the night, you know, before he left, I'd probably want to smooch. Yeah, too. absolutely. Um, what else happens? The, a fox talks. It's the fox from Antichrist. That's David Lowry, I found out. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't know that. David Lowry's cameo is he does the voice <laughs> of the fox. Wow, and it, it is the fox from Antichrist for sure. Um, it's the same one who mm. says Chaos Reigns, the classic fox. Yeah. Uh, he's back. It's actually sure. uh, Rick Fox. <laughs> it's actually Rick Fox of Echo <laughs> Fox fame. Yes, and no, <laughs> no other, other fame. I want to be clear. No other fame. He's done nothing He's else. He's famous from, from the LCS franchise Echo Fox. Yes. Uh, you know what? I'll give you. He's also famous from his one scene in Holes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, true. It. He's definitely favorites. Oh, Charlie. Char- oh, Charlie. Charlie just gets summoned. Wow. He gets summoned whenever we, we say it. <laughs> we just said Rick, o- Rick Fox and, and Charlie appeared in chat. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> I knew he would show up. Man. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Rick Fox is in holes. Yeah, look it up. Um but anyway, yeah. The um I would say the other most confusing scene to me was the one with the giants. I read a little bit about that too and um I I would like basically he he wanted to stand on the shoulders of giants but he didn't earn it cuz like he has to do this journey himself. Yeah. But it was a little confusing because the giant was like, I thought the giant was going to help him out. And then the fox was like, nah, fuck that. No, he doesn't deserve and it. I was like, That's what he's saying. Dude, what the fuck? Fox? Like, well, actually, it kind of fits with the fox because the whole thing the fox is like, the fox is like, oh, yeah, yeah go the fox back. Is like, don't fucking do this shit. <laughs> so it kind of yeah. does fit with what the fox wants for him, which is to not be a knight, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a shame they never said what does the fox say in this yeah. movie. I feel like that would have been an easy one. Did find out what the fox says, and it is long. I can't repeat it here. It's a long. Monologue. It's long and kind of depressing. <laughs> like I maybe that's why no one likes that song. <laughs> that's why no one likes that song. Yeah. 
Uh, what else? There's that little dude from... There's that kid actor from the fucking Killing of a Sacred Deers in this movie. And he's a little jackass. Like Oh, he was the, yeah, thief. the thief. He's a little jackass in everything yeah. he's in. I want to say the um, the scene where he first meets that kid, there is a some some kind of shoddy cuts in there. Like, I don't want to talk Ooh, shit. talking but shit. But, like, <laughs> the edits were so obvious because they have like a big plume of smoke come across the screen like it's like two or three times and it's obviously hiding cuts (laughs) and i was like if you're gonna do the one take thing just do the one take like it's because like the smoke goes by and then like the camera angles changed and the direction they're walking has changed even though the conversation is seamless so that's that's one little technical ding I'll give you, David Lowry. God, I wish Lowry were um, on this podcast right now and he just called him yeah. out on that shit. You can't can't get that shit by me, David Lowry. I see that. <laughs> I saw when you hid the cuts behind the plumes of you smoke. You think he'd cry on our podcast if he did that to him? Yeah, he would. <laughs> he's a he's a bad director now because of that. That would be fantastic. Um, oh, the other gripe I have with this movie is I don't know if this was just my theater. Or maybe I should have seen an IMAX, but this movie's really dark at some points. Mm. Um, if I had been watching this like on my TV, I think the screen may have just been like black or like three black pixels because of how dark some of these scenes mm. are. I didn't notice that. Did, did oh you didn't notice that? Maybe it was my theater or something, or maybe because like the shots looked good. There were just some where I'm like, man, it is really hard yeah. to see. Yeah, I think some. I saw some people tweeting about it maybe or something so i've seen that before so maybe yeah more right than me charlie's saying in chat he he's right i i thought of that one episode of game of thrones from the last season uh, where like you couldn't see anything that's that's what it looked like in my theater i was like man it's it's so it's dark medieval themed shit with dark shots it's true they didn't have light bulbs <laughs> yeah so they're just trying to be realistic. that's probably the issue be realistic here bb <clears throat> yeah um anything else before we get to the final scene which is it's it's a great one. Yeah, I think we should just. I mean, dive into it because it is a whole thing. Come scene at all or meme about the. Cum? Oh God, yeah. I mean, I said the belt stays on. We got to talk yeah, about the cum. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know the last time I've seen actual jizz in movie yeah, in a movie, but um, maybe it was the lighthouse. Oh no, wait, I definitely. I don't know if the lighthouse had actual jizz then. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it had jizz. I know what mine is for sure, but I can't remember what it's called. I know what yours is. It's yes, the Robert Pattinson yes. space movie. CBB knows me. I don't remember the title. <laughs> I don't remember it either. It's the Robert pa- uh, High Life. Right. High Life has... Co- I remember because you said like High Life has come. Lots of come. Lots of come in that movie. Yeah. Because it's a French movie. So they don't care. They'll show as much come as they want. Yeah. The French love to show come in the movies. <laughs> and you can quote me <laughs> on can, that. That is a fact. A well-known fact in France. All right? Yeah. They love come. Um... But anyway, yeah, no, I mean, maybe there's not too much to say about this scene other than like every uh, you there was a, a palpable moment in the theater where everyone was like, oh, yep, like you just didn't think you would see like straight jizz yeah, in this movie. Like, oh, OK. Yeah. Jizz. <laughs> because I mean, mo- like most people haven't seen a high life, obviously. So, <laughs> OK, I'm getting confirmation from my girlfriend because we watched The Lighthouse together. She said The Lighthouse did have uh, come. She remembers it. She can't. Oh, OK, yeah, so, yeah, makes sense. Confirmation. There's come in The Lighthouse. Am I, are we well. fucked up for not remembering that there was come in The Lighthouse? 
You know, after you watch your first few cum movies, it all, <laughs> all kind of just, you, you know, you stop noticing it, like, you know? Uh, another movie, another cum shot. Yeah, this is normal. Yeah, you know, there was probably cum in Space Jam and you just missed <laughs> you it. just missed it. LeBron's son jerked yeah. off at some point, for sure. Uh, the sign- yeah. Oh, Silence of the Lambs has cum in it? I don't, I don't remember that either. I I would believe I that. I would believe it. I just don't remember. Sense of the lives I think I'm gonna... Do you think? Do you think Watch Mojo has a top ten of like top ten cum scenes in movies? I think Green Knight would be up there. This is a pretty good cum scene. Oh yeah. Um. This, I mean, most I, most scenes with cum in it are good scenes. Let's be honest, because that that just differentiates it from so many other movies. You're already you're like, holy shit, I'm gonna remember this. Ex- yeah, except for, for me sure. and Bibi. Apparently, we don't. Yeah, we're so desensitized. <laughs> desensitized to those scenes. Oh yeah, oh. he's right. In the where she's in the insane yeah. asylum in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah, damn, gross. Yeah, come scenes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's he he sullies his honor as a knight because he doesn't uh, practice chastity. That's what that yes. scene's about. <laughs> and he he gets the invulnerability yeah. belt. The mat, he gets a new one. The one his mom made him got stolen, and they never gave it back. Yeah, those, the little little runt never gave it back. Stupid thief. Yeah, he he got the axe back just because he did like a good deed. Yeah. So maybe if he'd done a few more good deeds, he would have gotten the belt too. But instead, he did a a yeah. bad deed. But he still got the belt for um, some reason. But the belt's bad, so that's why he got it back. The belt is good because no harm shall come to him, but it's bad because of all the other stuff makes him a pussy that's why yeah um be a man which is weird you'd think it'd do the opposite yeah true (laughs) um but anyway yeah well you can talk about the last scene um i this was another thing i hadn't noticed that i was reading online like apparently when he's sitting there like waiting for christmas day just like looking at the green knight while he's sleeping apparently the green knight's face like changes into like the faces of every other character in the movie It's like it's very subtle, but apparently because it's like the end of his journey here, he like sees everyone he's met in the face of the Green wow. Knight, and then it ends being his face That's, until he wakes up. This is why I gotta rewatch it. Um, yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't notice that either. Yeah, that was something I read, and I'm like, this is why I have to see this movie again, and I definitely will watch it again because this movie like begs oh, for a yeah, rewatch. No doubt. And I think it's like I think it's I'm get, gonna be even better on a rewatch. That's why I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending is like almost like a La La Land esque type thing to me, where where it's mm-hmm. just like this whole montage scene. Yeah, it's like terrible La La yeah, Land exactly. where. <laughs> Instead of watching like the beautiful what could have been scene, you get the terrible what will happen if you don't like do anything to not be a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is where, like, like you said, like it was kind of hard to piece. It's it is always hard to piece things as you watch most movies, some movies mm-hmm. like this. And this is where it like sort of clicked in, where I was like, okay, this is what the movie is about. Um, yeah, it's really about just honor and and all the stuff and how i mean he, he goes so in his montage of what what will happen he he ditches the green knight obviously instead of doing what he promised he would do and taking the blow from him as well he just fucking sprints 
Yeah, he just runs away, and the Green Knights. How many things? How many times do you think that's happened to the Green Knight before? Probably, yeah, Every time he's like, oh, "I really just want to chop a person's head <laughs> yeah, off." It seemed like he was pissed. He always he was run. Like, he was just kind of annoyed. He was just like, "Ah, yeah, God damn it!" Every time he lifts the axe, Steph tells like, "No, no, wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait." Yeah, those are funny. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it just shows us. I mean, at this point, we think this that it's actually happening. There's no like indication that like yeah. he's just imagining what would happen or whatever um, yeah so we think it's like legit happening he and they even give like david lowry like puts a title up that's like the journey back so you're i at that point i'm like super right, convinced yeah. like okay this is where the the movie's continuing on now like this um and it just goes through this whole shit montage of like how shitty of a person he becomes basically and yeah he gets worse the belt stays on during sex which is red flag number one um then like you know he steals his girlfriend's baby marries someone he doesn't care about Mm. his his son dies in battle that a battle he wasn't even fighting in (laughs) um and his whole kingdom fucking falls and what really like tied it together what like because I was ready to be, like, really unsatisfied with this ending in the theater. I was like, this feels like an ending, and I don't think I'm going to be happy about it. I really thought what was going to happen is when he's, like, sitting in the main chamber, and they're, like, trying to hold the doors before, like, the enemy comes in. I was like, there's a shot where he's just sitting there, and he, like, looks up, and I was like, oh, this is probably the end, right? Like, oh, he was a piece of shit, and so now this is, like, his ultimate punishment. His kingdom falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he takes off his belt, and off comes his head and i that's like the little piece it needed i think to make the ending not like super unsatisfying yeah, definitely I, I mean it helps that you know that whole sequence was just a what will be i don't know just like a super yeah. nice ending to the journey no doubt because it's a good yeah i don't know it was a good way at least as an audience member to understand like oh shit like this is what this is the big this was his ish. It, it's a good reminder of like this was his big flaw, character flaw, and he's finally realizing like he needs to get over it and stop being yeah, a baby. Can't be a coward. I mean, like he's and, and obviously like there's the deeper analysis we read on that like one Reddit thread about like the five points of being a knight and how he like kind of fails at some things and kind of succeeds at others, but mostly yeah. fails. Um, it's nice that he has like this one little win, like this one final shred of honor that he's like okay. I'll just take the hit now. I won't use my magic sex belt um, to to save me from this. And the Green Knight suddenly su- like super chill. He's like, "Ah, man, you figured it out. My puzzle, my hilarious game. I am gonna cut your head off though." So uh, I do like the last line of the whole movie. He's just like, "Off with your head." Yeah. Now off with your head. Yeah, and it's ambiguous as to whether or not like that actually happens. I'm gonna choose to believe it doesn't. I'm going to choose to believe that Green Knight's a chill yeah. guy. And he's like, you know what? Get out of here. Go find your fox friend. He's probably smoking a blunt down the river. He's probably super worried um, about you. You know, he loves you. Yeah. Go find those other two people. Don't take another hand job. <laughs> uh, no more hand jobs. Uh, maybe another kiss yeah, for that guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm open-minded. Me, yeah. the Green Knight. Uh but yeah, it was one of those things where the you get to the title card and, and you're almost like you want that Marvel after credit sequence to be like, wait, but, but what after that? What after, well, you'll have to find out in the Green Knight 2. That's obviously going to happen. That's right. right yeah. <laughs> uh, 
No, I, um, I loved it. I feel like I read that there was an after credit sequence, and I never looked up what it was. Let me make sure. Okay. Maybe, who knows? But yeah, that that ending, I, I I like the ending so much. It's so good. Yeah, um, my theater did not. They were angry, visibly angry <laughs> when the title card showed up at the end. Yeah, hold on, I'm googling. What is the end credit scene of the Green Knight on the A24 subreddit? I watched the end of the Green Knight, but I felt the theater. I left the theater when it started. People online saying there was an end credit scene. Uh, right as the credits end, still rolling, there is a shot of a little girl on a wooden floor. She picks up the crown, which is sitting on the floor, and puts it on. Okay. Wow. I don't know what that means, but she's she's what becoming happens. an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts playing the Avengers theme. Are there any little girls in this movie? Um, let's see. I'm going to continue reading this Reddit thread because that's our podcast now. <laughs> reading um, Reddit I stayed through several minutes of the end credits, then got up and left. Any idea who that little girl might be? Someone says it's his daughter. Oh. Um, oh, the end credits scene confirms he is not killed by the Green Knight, just as he is not in the original tale. He instead goes on to become king, but this time has a, a more honorable one. Hmm. Okay, so I guess he probably goes on, has a daughter instead of a son that dies, and uh Interesting. So maybe there isn't as much yeah, mystery. I guess there isn't then. Well, either Which way, good fine. movie. I, I was a, I was more on the side of he doesn't kill him anyways. Yeah. So I did literally just say <laughs> yeah, I choose to believe yeah, he yeah. lives. So um, and after that he should he should probably live. It's a you know, I'm a Ted Lasso fan, you know? What can I say? I like the I like the positive, yeah. the happy endings, all right? What if the Green Knight had been Ted Lasso? <laughs> that would have been sick. Um, yeah. Hey there, guys. I got a game for you. Uh, I play this one every year at Christmas. Family, Family loves it. it. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, oh, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I, I also want to see... I want to release the Lowry cut, um, even though this is a Lowry cut. I want to release the cut that, came, <laughs> that apparently this movie was very different before COVID. And when it was going to come out. Oh. And during COVID, Lowry just, like, fucked that shit up and completely changed a lot of it. So, oh, that's I, interesting. I'm very, I, I would like to know what it was like before. The original movie was just, like, a straight yeah. action movie. <laughs> he, like, drives a car at one point. And... <laughs> just like, yeah, nah. The audiences are liking, the test yeah. audiences are liking this way too much. We have to change it. <laughs> oh yeah, no. There was a scene where he like uh, has a gunfight with the Rock uh, in downtown Manhattan. So he actually had to digitally remove all of Manhattan from the scene to to make it work. Yeah, it makes sense. It uh, it we actually killed thirteen CG artists, and uh, so there was def no no. There was probably even more cum in the yeah, original cut. Probably honestly. just a lot of cum, and everyone was like, "This is yeah. has way too much cum." <laughs> Every scene he came, I was like, "I think you're." Yeah, I get that he's a sleazy dude. You don't have to like show us that every scene. Yeah, David, this is a lot, man. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. Like, we haven't had he really like sex. one test he really audience sex, guys. Oh yeah, not one test audience has stayed through the whole movie. Like we gotta chill, man. Yeah, well, I, I got nothing else to say about this movie besides I now really want to rewatch it, and I forget. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go see the Green Knight, and until next time, 
uh, stay large, ye lads and lasses. <laughs>